0: This is Tommy Bowman, co-founding pastor of Mission Church and host of the Redefining Church podcast. The mission of this podcast is to guide local churches towards a movement of Jesus. This is Redefining Church. Well, hey guys, thanks for being a part of the Redefining Church podcast. This is episode three of Season 2. Today, we are going to talk about how we at Mission Church, we reopened with movement in mind, how we have continued to redefine church even while reopening the physical doors of our church. In Episode 1, I spoke to the filters I believe we as pastors and leaders must think through when it comes to our church's fall plans. If you haven't checked that out yet, Episode 1, Go back and check that out. Uh, We Mission Church have been at it now for three weeks since we reopened. Uh, So perhaps there's going to be some insights and some learnings that could be valuable to you guys as you are beginning to execute or put the final touches on your fall plan. Before I jump into that content today, as always, Thank you to those of you who have subscribed and you've rated and you reviewed on Apple Podcasts some new reviews this week. Really appreciate that. Those of you who are following along on Spotify and those of you who have begun to watch, that's right, not just listen, but watch on YouTube, uh, you can see me and hear me uh, if you'd prefer that. So please subscribe uh, there. There are links to all of those platforms in the show notes, so go ahead and do that. It would mean a lot to me, uh, even as we get into today's content. If you would share on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, your social media platforms, if there's been any value in these episodes for you, that would be a value add to me if you would share this with that one leader, that one pastor who could benefit from this content. So how have we, Mission Church, reopened for movement? Okay, you've heard me say this before. Our vision as a church is a movement of Jesus in the 10. That's our local context, 10 towns. A movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime. That's what we're believing for, and we have shaped everything towards that end. Our driving mission, right? Our why as a church is to help people find and follow Christ. How we move towards our vision fueled by our mission, that's our three values, gather, grow, and go. On March 8th, 2020, after three years of disciplined, focus, effort, um, and a whole bunch of the Holy Spirit working for us, we had more people gathering, uh, growing and going than we had ever seen. We had our largest back-to-back attendance in our history, and with all those people we reached. Our goal of seeing 50% of our adults on the growth track also happened. In fact, we had 55% on the growth track. Our first course on the growth track, the alpha course, a worldwide offering. Uh, We had the largest in-person alpha in the country. We also had reached our goal of 10% of our adults going missionally in missional communities, a number that was really zero a year Earlier, Why do I say all this? Well, to point out that first, it didn't happen overnight, but it did all come to a screeching halt overnight. March 11th, to be exact. We all remember that day. Now, we all know what the last six months has looked like. I don't want to rehash that. You don't want to rehash that anymore. But when it came to us looking into the reopening plan for our fall, getting back to that, that reality, was a huge motivator. And it's become super popular to say, look, we can't go back to normal. But our normal as a church, my belief, it was amazing. It was everything that we had been believing for and working towards, uh, especially through the lens of church being redefined and fueling movement. So the question for us with our fall plan and what we've begun to execute is how do we get back to the gather, grow, go momentum we once had. Okay. How do we get back to a values-based gather, grow, go momentum that we once had six months ago? And to be honest, these first three weeks have been hard. They've been difficult, equal parts, both excited to see the building reopen and our growth track kick off and equally saddened by the loss of what was just six months ago. I am not immune to this. Uh, I've been saying to the individuals on our team, it's going to be a long road back as we continue to move forward. So, so we are embracing both getting back to the gather, grow, go momentum we had while adding all that we have learned in these past six months for the sake of a movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime. So what has been our plan and what are we working right now this fall, So let's start with gather, okay? Our first value of gather. We are a church that gathers in three distinct places with three distinct purposes for three distinct people groups with three distinct playbooks. Okay, I'll say that again, a lot of Ps. We are a church now that gathers, that's our first value, in three distinct places with three distinct purposes for three distinct people groups with three distinct playbooks. First, the three places. Here's where we gather online, at the building, and in watch parties. And three weeks in, we are 50, 30, 20. 50% online, 30% at the building, and 20% in watch parties. Three distinct places. Isn't that a ton of work, you might ask? The answer would be, yes, it's a ton of work. Why would we do that? Well, remember, our aim, said this in episode one, our aim isn't to please everybody, It is to lead everybody, which gets me to the three distinct people groups. Who are the people? Well, there are people who would never do the missional thing of starting a watch party and or they're completely tired of church online. They're dying to get back to the building. Guess what? We want to lead them. We want to help them follow Christ. And so they're at the building right now and we are leading them towards our vision of movement Like we have always done, we are leading them to give, to volunteer, to invite, to get on the growth track, to go missionally in a missional community. Nothing has changed with that game there. Others still have a ton of fear or maybe some fear uh, when it comes to being around people. We still want to lead those people. We are intentionally leading through our online offering, which I'll get into here in just a moment, how we've tweaked and enhanced that. Others, they have been having successful watch parties, reaching new people who never walked through the doors of our church. We told them, stay put, don't come back to the building. You are the picture of what we envisioned when we planted Mission Church, a church being unleashed in the neighborhood. And so we're saying stay. In fact, mine in my cul-de-sac in my neighborhood, we had 18 weeks strong. This past week, I wasn't on the schedule this weekend, so I went to my watch party at 9 a.m., and then I came to the building at 10.30. We are telling watch parties, stay put, stay put. Now, to lead in three places, these three places must have unique purposes for the people groups, three distinct outcomes, okay? So what we took from the past six months is that in person, okay, church in person with one another, is still the best place for equipping and commissioning to take place. Okay, that is not dead. That has not changed. Online is best for information and inspiration, which wears off. And watch parties are best for neighboring and fostering discussion. Let me say that again. In-person together is still the best environment for commissioning and equipping. Online is best for information and inspiration and watch parties. Those are best for neighboring and fostering discussion. As far as purposes for the people, right? At the building, it's the same as always. We just continue to lead them towards, you guys need to gather, grow, and go. That is your purpose. Online, we say, hey, we you need to gather with others, okay? You need to gather with others because people have been isolated too long. And we know equipping and commissioning happens best in person. And so that's our role as the church, to equip and to commission. And then the purpose for people in watch parties, we just try to say, invite, invite, invite. Keep growing your watch party. Keep reaching new neighbors and friends for Jesus. It's the easiest invite the church has ever seen before is to come, you know, have a beer, have a glass of wine, have a cup of coffee. Whenever you do your watch party, come on over, we're gonna watch church, okay? So here's now the playbook to lead people towards their own purpose gathered in three different places, okay? Online, okay? They get a live stream of what is happening at the building except for the host of the service, okay? So three times online and at the building, a host is leading the people, the front end of the service, in the middle, and at the close. When a host hits the stage live, here at the building, you know, leading people to take their next step within our values, the online host goes to the online feed and we shoot that in the lobby at the same time. And the online host is calling people to gather with others, no longer isolated, right? They're they're saying, we love that you're here online, but you need to gather at the building or start a watch party. You need to gather with others. For us, with a movement vision locally where we are, we aren't treating online as a place you should stay, but a place you should start. Okay, on my morning walk just today, a neighbor yelled my name and said, um, We can come back to the building, right? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. She said, Because after two months, we just couldn't do church online anymore. That was four months ago that they stopped. So Church Online is a great place for people to start, for people to get engaged. It's not a great place for people to stay. I said this in episode one. COVID, it's a thing. It's not the thing. Our people, they are the thing. We are a helping people find and follow Christ kind of church. Gathering Online is a great way to get connected to a church. But gathering with others is the best way to get connected to the church, which is made up of us, the people, okay? Watch parties, they get a completely unique experience, okay, that they get to download by Friday. That means, and and for those of you who carry the teaching load in your church, you're going to want to hear this. John, who I co-lead this with, his te- he, he's teaching on Thursday mornings, okay? So, the message that he's going to teach for that weekend, he's got done, finished, wrapped up, and he is teaching by Thursday morning. Now, I knew this would be a significant adjustment for him, but I was betting that if he could pull this off in his head, his message would be done by Thursday and he could get his weekend back. And you teachers, if you get your weekend back mentally and emotionally, you just added years to your ministry longevity, okay? So now uh, on Friday and Saturday, I'm sure he thinks about his message, you know, leading up to Sunday and tweaks and maybe add some things, but the pressure valve has just been released, right? The pressure's off. Three weeks in, uh, I know he'd recommend this. I'm going to have him on the show and I think two episodes to talk to you, especially you teachers, uh, about that. Uh, Here's another reason that we do this. Here's another reason we give a distinct Um, gathering environment to our watch parties. Through our watch parties, we are talking to and preaching specifically to people who are very likely they've never been to our church or a church, okay? So we say things to keep it very loose and informal, like, you know, grab your drink as we get started. We keep it very relaxed. Uh, We don't keep pastoral challenges from them, right? So we don't sugarcoat it, but we are intentional about how we talk to them. We, we know that someone in our church took a risk and invited people to that church experience, probably at their house. We want to honor that risk that our people have taken to help people find and follow Christ in their neighborhood. Also, each watch party ends with one question, right? We said it's a great place to foster discussion. So at the end, it simply just says, hey, what's the one thing that stood out to you today from church. So this is our plan for gathering and this is our new normal. Like we don't see this going away. We, we see this being in full effect a year from now. This is our new normal. It's our way of going back to what was really working when it comes to our, our, our gathering value, but also picking up the learnings from the last six months as we head towards our way forward. So three places with three purposes, with three playbooks for three people groups. I said it in episode one, if your plan this fall is the same as April through August, you can expect most, if not all of your metrics to continue to decrease. Okay. I will have an upcoming episode on gathering for movement, uh, things we've been doing for about three years now. And I'll talk more in depth about this value of gathering and specifically gathering for movement. Our second value is growing. Okay. Okay. Go back to season one and you'll hear me talk about why we stopped doing small groups almost four years ago and introduced our growth track, which isn't an assimilation process. It's not a connections process. It is pointed directly at equipping and launching people to start a missional community. Our growth track just kicked off uh, this week. Okay, three courses. I'll do an entire episode on our growth track, but we celebrated because we registered 54% of our adults who are gathering online and watch parties and at the building. They got engaged in our growth track this fall. If you are wondering how we did that, we talked about it for six weeks. And John, in every one of his messages, he leveraged his teaching to get to a place in his sermon where he could lead people to take their next step or first step on the growth track. If you are not willing to talk about something for six weeks that's vision-based, you might not care about it and you might not be compelled by your vision. But we talked about it for six weeks straight to get people engaged in our second value of growing intentionally. The other reason we saw 54% is because we are hosting each course both in person and live streamed. Meaning when we hosted our planter course on Monday night, that's our third and final course, 65% of the people were in the room 35% 35% were engaging live in that moment. They, they were getting a live look into the room and the room was getting a live look on a TV to see all their faces on Zoom. When, when a breakout or discussion question happened, people would turn to each other in their tables at the building and people on Zoom would go into their breakouts. Now, as I said up front, we believe in-person is the best environment for equipping, not online. When the shelter-in-place came down, Six months ago, we were in the middle of a growth track term. We took everything to this on-demand pre-recorded format where we would would re-record it and you would go and watch. And uh, this was pretty ineffective. Something about being equipped and commissioned that we wanna do it, we are hardwired to do it in community with one another, spurring one another on. It's in the Bible. And so if people wanna grow, and we want them to, uh, but they want to do it online, we want to have as much of a live interaction experience from them and for them as possible. And so we value growing, therefore we have our three courses back in two environments. Um, It is more work, absolutely. Uh, Is it worth it? Without question, it's totally worth it. Uh, The time I believe has run out for us to ask our people to continue their holding pattern. Uh, Six months is too long for people to be in groups online, if that's what you're doing. Your people, all people, they want to be led, they need to be led. We are responsible as pastors and leaders to be equipping our people. A conviction of mine is that we don't start movements, okay? God does. I don't have any control of starting a movement here. Um, God does that. Our role, I believe, is to be ready for one. I don't know how God looks down and determines where his blessing and where his favor will be poured out. I'll never know. You'll never know. I know for me and for us, what faith looks like is to plan as if God plans to pour out his blessing and favor on us. We want to be ready. We want our people to be ready. And we believe if people are gathering in these three environments and growing in these two environments on our growth track, uh, that's a way more strategic play for God to pour out His blessing. And so we are gathering in three environments so we can fulfill the first half of our mission, right? Helping people find Christ. We're doing that online at the building and in watch parties. And we are growing intentionally in two environments to fulfill that second part of our mission, helping people follow. Christ. And finally, our third value of go missionally. Uh, It has been expressed in unlimited ways these past six months. As our people are being led by the Spirit to be the church, just not at the church, uh, we are commissioning these planters. Not surprising with the growth track shut down for six months, uh, the missional imagination of our people wasn't shut down. And we launched even more missional communities into these 10 towns that God has called us to. At a time when we were supposed to be sheltered in, uh, the people of God have continued to be sent out. Let me finish with this. Craig Rochelle said this at this year's leadership summit. He said, lead with confident uncertainty. So that when you look at your mission as a church and you execute a plan this fall, there is going to be plenty of uncertainty, right? There is for me, there will be for you. I get it. and, And you can't control that but how confident are you in your plan to lead your people this fall? How confidently are you on the gas, fulfilling your mission as a church this fall like perhaps never before? I have no reason to believe God doesn't desire to accomplish immeasurably more through your leadership this fall. And if you're wondering, guys, why do I care? Well, because I'm passionate about this. My personal mission is to guide your local church towards a movement Of Jesus and I hope by just sharing a little bit of about our plan and through these episodes and through this podcast that I'm adding just a little bit of value to your life and to your leadership if I can guide you any way any further about any of these things that I have brought up in season one and as we're getting going in season two do not hesitate to reach out my contact information is in the show notes but I love you guys and please reach out to me as you're finalizing your fall plans I'd love to be a sounding board for them as you continue to redefine church for movement. Until next week, this is Redefining Church.